0: people it's It's dope
1: and we are back here at governor's ball we're hanging out with the eilish that's how i call her we're out here doing bong hits watching asap rocky rap badly over his pre-recorded vocals i'm trying to holler at rihanna but she's got about 500 guards around her i'm gonna shoot my shot if i get shot you know y'all know i did it for the gram but uh (laughs) let's let's get this
0: (laughs) I, I can easily see that happening, right? Like, like even Rihanna and A$AP weren't a thing. I I could see like somebody getting deaded by Rihanna's bodyguards. It's not even like oh. A$AP being jealous. It's just like Rihanna saying, like, "Hell no."
1: Oh, it's 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 it's, and you know what's embarrassing too? Because it's like she just kind of looks you up and down and rolls her eyes while you're getting pummeled by these bouncers. <laughs> So it's not even like you get dissed. It's just like you just get fucking the, the jazzy Jeff just thrown out into the streets while that's fucking happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I mean, look, I, we were not at governance ball. Um, I heard it was a swell show.
1: Yep. No, it's supposed it know. went off without a hitch. Not that bad. No, no, none of no no stories of the Ronas flying around besides normals. No spikes. So it looks like the kids are out here, you know, doing lots of drugs, throwing up in corners the way that they should be.
0: You know, like, look, I I am here for 2019 energy. So, yes, you know, whatever we can do to to kind of bring that back. I am here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, speaking of 2019 energy, you know, in 2019, I feel like we hate each other. We didn't care. We didn't come together for the, you know, in and, love and harmony to, to fight the singular battle we call the virus. Actually, we still hate each other, but yes. <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is, um, you know, Pitchfork maybe has been doing some thinking during the, during the pandemic. Maybe they've <laughs> been sitting in the corner and saying like, Hey, like maybe I've been too rough on these artists. You know, maybe like I've been way too snarky for my own good. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, look, we've all had some time to think during the pandemic. <laughs> we've all grown. You we've all grown. <laughs> Taking up new hobbies.
1: <laughs> Take up the baking. You know what I'm saying?
0: I, I, bro, I baked some bed, bread yesterday. Like, Holler. like, dead ass. No lie. Holler. Holler um, at me
1: on these E streets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, like they, they, so, so Pitchfork just decided to go back through some of their iconic, like, I guess, album reviews and rescore them. Basically, kind of saying, like, hey, we might have messed up. Possibly, but Possibly. <laughs> there are some things where they they actually scored something high back in the day. And that person got a lower score in 2021. But majority of the the, of the, the, the albums were scored lower and they got a higher review. Um, so I always thought that um, Pitchfork giving the black kids um, like a 0.1 or something like that was like the lowest score. Right. And that basically deaded their career. Like that band is like no longer together. That Pitchfork review killed them. But I did not realize that Pitchfork gave Liz Fair a zero point zero.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, and which is which is crazy, right? And, and I guess like the 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 whole idea is that that album was, you know, Liz Fair is kind of like this alt rock go- goddess, and she decides to go pop because pop was the kind of the thing. It's like the early two thousands. I would say not the like the best era of music but you know <laughs> and i get it in hindsight now you gotta get that bag <laughs> right
1: but uh, i i agree the thing is you know what is weird about that whole idea behind and you know it's, it's very fascinating to kind of see pitchfork discover pop music nowadays whereas it's just like you know you you wouldn't be surprised to, I mean, I, obviously a Frank Ocean is a gimme, but you wouldn't be surprised to like see, let's say like a new Britney Spears record there. You know, Ariana Grande gets reviewed, you know, on the release of, you know, yeah. the, they've kind of realized that, you know, pop music is very viable. But, you know, it's kind of funny. And if you really think about it in hindsight, they're acting like, you know, the Strokes were this weird underground band that, you know, had no, no commercial intention whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Or that, you know, L C D sound system coming out here re- recycling disco. And again, I say that as a fan, it's sounding like this avant garde music. The the irony of it all is that, you know, even though they kinda snub their noses at people who are blatantly doing pop music, people who had pop chops but kind of covered over in like, you know, dirty fucking leather fucking jackets and Paps beer suddenly got passes.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely, and, and it's uh, it's just really funny to kind of like read some of these reviews. I mean, like you know, essentially the Fair review is actually really interesting because, like, basically, I didn't realize like whoever wrote that review has been apologizing for that review for like the past fifteen years. <laughs> 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 you know, and basically, it's just kind of like, um, oh, I was a smug nineteen-year-old pitchfork writer you know like i was just like super smug and like whoa is me um but it sound, like you know so it's really interesting that one's kind of like a personal vendetta right that one was like a like yo like i i actually have some personal issues to work out <laughs> so I'm going to work them out through this article um but there's some like he like i i think like the prince one was really interesting too because it's literally like you know They basically say straight up, right? So Prince went from a 5.8 to a 7.8. And they're like, Mm -hmm. it's cool to like Prince now. Like, you know, this is like post-heyday Prince. Musicology 2004. I will say this, and I probably will get doxxed. Prince's, like, studio work, not the greatest. Post, like, you know, Diamonds and Pearls. (laughs) Yeah um so it's like this is actually like something i probably will agree with but like you know they they basically kind of said like it's cool to like prince now and like this is weird like oh you know he died so we'll give you extra two points (laughs) (laughs) you know um i don't know it's just like it's a really interesting thing when you look at like things in hindsight i guess but like i don't know this is just like just really fascinating to go go into the mind of like how some of these reviews actually get made, you know.
1: It's fascinating because like certain things, like like I'm very surprised that they downgraded Interpol. Turn on the bright lights. Mm. Like I'm I'm very shocked because that's definitely one of their staple bands that they kind of you know that they kind of pushed, and then it's also interesting because I I, I love the fact that they kind of downgraded. Daft Punk, random access memories from like an 8.8 to a 6.8 because that was definitely submitted that shit, by the way.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I, I
1: so th- this was actually kind of interesting too
0: because like Daft Punk Discovery went from a 6.4 to a 10. Which is right? fair.
1: That's true. That's 100% Which,
0: true. yeah, like, 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 and that's the thing too. Like, like, it's, it's, I understand what, what they're trying to do, right? Like, like in two thousand one, we weren't really bumping French electro in the states, right? And I guess that's that's kind of their cop out, right? Um, <laughs> and like, you know, random Access Memories, I, I is it six point eight to me? Probably, probably. It's, I will round it's up got to seven. One song,
1: one one hit song that that that, that the Get Lucky. Which you've heard five thousand times,
0: <laughs> but like the album is actually pretty good, man. It's Georgia Moroder's on there, you know, like like um, like it's it's. I, I think it's a solid and fundamental album if you understand how it got made and how they use live instruments and how they work with like, um, uh, the dude from Chic. Um, uh,
1: oh God, how do we? Oh God, this is this is bad. I know we're going to ed- how edit I know the this black out. Black man
0: bassist. I know, but and I know like the Italian like DJ guy. Um,
1: damn, hey, damn, Nile Rodgers, there we Nile go. Nile Rodgers, yeah, Nile yeah, yeah. Rogers. This is gonna have to be the Jerry Active podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, <laughs> I don't know. So I I I
0: see. I like that album. I feel like it's a good Daft Punk album, but it's just really interesting to kind of see like like. I mean, Discovery. I, I, I don't know if I will give a ten, but you know. Like again, it's just like it's it's weird to kind of see. It's literally like you just caught a reviewer on a bad day, right? Or you just caught a reviewer who like had no idea, like you know what they were listening to, didn't understand the culture, right? Like yeah. didn't understand like the background, the community, you know. Like I I, I even know like local bloggers who would like be just be assigned a show, right? Or like writers for like publications, they're like, "Oh, you're gonna go to like this the baby show," but you, <laughs> sorry, like the guy who writes about hip hop is like not, <laughs> is called yeah. in sick.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> you it's, know that there's an ugly trend for you, and you see it a lot, and you actually you're going to see it very soon if you think about it. So it's the end of the year list come out, all right? It feels like once that first end of the year list comes out, everybody kind of copies the same exact one. So it's like whoever comes out with it first. It's, you, you kind of see those same 20, 30 albums at the very top. They might change the order a little bit, but generally it kind of falls into kind of the same line. And I think that, you know, like for me, I, I love, I, I, I remember back back when I was a little young, Reggie, back back when I was, you know, young type of dreams and everything else. I just love music criticism because it's kind of, you know, I want to see what you think, how does music kind of hit you. And it's kind of weird to kind of have this oral medium kind of translated into like the written work. So as you know, I love things that are well-written. And as a New Yorker, I love well-written snark. (laughs) It appeals to me. And that's the thing I liked about early Pitchfork was the fact of where you could tell that at least very early on. And, and there were some blinders. I think race and sexism were a big issue at Pitchfork early on. Yes. But I like the idea of where, because, you know, we were all there back, you know, you young as on the stand. You know you, you know, you tell your parents, oh, I want to get this album, you know, drive your ass to the mall, go into like Sam Goody, spend like $20 for a piece of plastic. You know what I'm saying? You put that bitch in and it's like that shit sucked. It's like that one single was the only good thing on there. You just dare mad because you wasted $20 (laughs) on a CD that you might play once. And I, I like that idea of where you had this really hard critic where it's like, hey, I want you to impress me. The problem is Pitchfork became cool in itself, became almost gatekeeper-y. And like you kind of mentioned the black kids where you've got this young, I think, Florida band, you know, multicultural. And they came out with a decent indie rock album. Nothing spectacular like a lot of the, their Pitchfork phase back in the days. But for some reason, that one day they got that one bad writer who maybe didn't like the genre or whatever, whatever, and shit it on their whole career. And, and I think that was an issue there. But I do think there's an idea there's a space there for negative Criticism, let's just say. You know what I'm saying? I just think that they kind of fell into the trap of just being like, well, you know, like you said, I, I don't like this hip, hip-hopity, this Chief Keeps stuff, so I'm just going to give it a three because it sounds like every other trap song I've ever heard. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I feel like Pitchfork has gotten a lot better with their tone. Um, it's definitely a lot less snarky. Um, I, 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 miss,
1: I miss it. I, I, uh,
0: here's my thing. I If the snark wasn't just all white dudes... Yeah. Writing it. I would be OK with it. But it, yeah. it was all like nerdy, like white dudes who listen to Wilco, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I think that that was my problem was like the snark, you know, um, and, and like I get I get like I'm a, I find myself agreeing with Pitchfork way more now than I did like 10, 15 years ago. You know, yeah, um, I, I do think they're probably a little bit more mainstream. And, and look, they're owned by Conde Nast, right? So, I mean, they're owned by like the man, the corporate. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, like you, like, you kind of have to be a little bit, you know, I think more like mainstream and kind of how you approach things. Um, because you, I mean, look, like hip hop is way larger than indie rock, right? So, you can't just like. Go out here in dead hip hop with like indie rock attitude. So um, I, I I I will say this, and like even though I am making fun of this list, um, I am happy like they're they're actually kind of doing this. Like I, I don't feel like there's a lot of publications that will go back and say, hey, we got this wrong. You know, true.
1: But um, I would it, I would it also takes a lot of the, balls. Takes a lot of balls, but I would also make the argument that going back to the idea of a black kids, they did ruin a lot of people's careers. Oh like yeah! It's, it's, oh yeah! Like I remember, I remember. I think it was Cold War. Kids were complaining about one time about how, like, after a, a batch book review, kind of fucked their shit up a little bit. It kind of, as white males are apt to do, they knew they had a certain level of power and they had no problem wielding it. Yeah. <laughs> even yeah. even if it was to budget kind of acts, and you know, and I kind of get it to a certain extent. Like I said, is I kind of get the idea of where you listen to an album and you're mad or disappointed and you want to kind of put it on a paper, but. You know, at the end of the day, you know, they did kind of play fast and loose with the fucking critique where right? it was like, you know, it it, it, it they wanted to kind of get, you know, like the Liz fair of you. Right. And and I kind of get it. There's there's no such thing as a zero album. You know what I'm saying? That's just like, fuck your life. That's yeah. Like, you, you, you fucking my girl. You stole my fucking car. <laughs> That's like and, and like to have that come at you. is kind of like, you know, like like I it's. Again, I love criticism. I love well written criticism. I love even negative criticism if it's well written. But whew, that that's a rough one. That that was when they had to fix.
0: Yeah, I, and I I think you know to be honest, like the you know it all falls in the editing, right? Like like assigning the right person to write the article. If you see somebody come back with a zero point zero, like you can't print that.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> like there's something wrong. Like even like in in my worst like rated album, I figure there's something to love, right? There's at least one song, there's yeah. one bar, there's one melody where you're like, you know what? I saw, I saw the vision, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you can't do that, man, like, I sh- shouldn't be writing about music,
1: to be honest. Yeah, like, it's, it's, you could play the keys on the piano randomly, but eventually you're going to hit like one melody line where it's like, all right, we could use that. You know what I'm saying? So the idea is just zero. It's, it's, it's worthless. It's just like, ugh, get out of here.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I, I, I really, I actually hope they, they do. This, like, I don't know, because this is a part of their their twenty fifth anniversary, whatever. I feel like they need to do this shit monthly. Yeah, <laughs> this, <laughs> this needs to be like a a daily thing. Basically, it's like on this day ten years ago, <laughs> we messed up on this review and this review. <laughs> We're going to revisit it. Like, like they need to keep keep this up, man. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and and it's not just them. Like, like in I guess in a weird defense, I know Rolling Stone had the same exact issues. A lot of the big bands, like like they hated Led Zeppelin for passion, which I can understand to a certain extent. But come on, like they're they're one of the biggest rock bands ever. You know what I'm saying? I think they had some hate from I think even Black Sabbath. Like if there's there's a lot of infamous Rolling Stone reviews out there for basically how badly they were. You know, Les Banks was kind of doing a little extra hard on his hate. But, like, you know, I, I think pitch for kind of relishing it a little bit too much. I guess it's the idea of that whole bro culture where it's like, this sucks. Fuck them. But uh, I, I think it's a good thing. And I, and I and honestly, what's cool about it is, of the article, I actually like the idea of they're explaining why they think they gave the original score and yeah. why they're fixing it. Like, it wasn't just like, you know, our bad, we sucked. It was like, hey, you know, the reason why we hated on Liz Ferris because she was doing this pop pivot and we were way behind because everybody's doing a pop pivot, and she, you know, we were just being haters. You know, I actually appreciate that.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and I'll close with this: uh, m- the best tweet was somebody, I guess, a former staffer, a Pitchfork, who said, "Honestly, the Pitchfork score I uh, most like most like to re- retroactively change this was my starting salary," uh, <laughs> and, that, and that's real. Womp, womp. And that's real.
1: Womp, womp. <laughs> And uh, so what else is happening in the world? They announced the Super Bowl lineup. It's a star side of the event. You got Dr. Trey, you got Kendrick Lamar, you got Stoop, you've got Mary J. Blige, you've got all the really big hip hop and R&B stars that white people love. So that way, you know, in between, you know, they're out there whining and dining, you know, walking up to the French dip, hitting on their best friend's ex-wives, you know what I'm saying? Down on some fucking PBRs, you know? They're able to turn around to the TV and see Snoop doing, you know, Snoop Doggy Dog for that 5,000th time and scream out, Snoop! It's going to be a great time. You know,
0: so number one, like, Dr. Dre... Yeah, well, he doesn't need a check, so that's weird. Well, no, doing the super like like I, you know, it's really it's interesting. I'm like, out of all the rappers, I thought would be on a bill, Dr. Dre. Like I, you know, he's a very controversial figure. He, he called him a know? rapper. That's quite a compliment, by the way. I feel like he made his day. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, right? But like, I. I I I was kind of surprised. Uh, Eminem, I'm not surprised by at all. Like, nope. I mean, Eminem doing the Super Bowl probably should have happened like 10, 15 years ago. Um, yeah. Mary J, I'm not surprised. Snoop Dogg, I will have to say, I had a, a great conversation around this. I'm not mad at Snoop Dogg's hustle. Snoop Dogg is America's uncle. He can roll into Iowa right now. And like <laughs> all these 50-year-old white ladies. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> All over him, but then he can roll back to Compton and be just as cool. I am not mad at Snoop Dogg right now. I am not mad at Snoop Dogg. Like, I, I, that's probably, he's probably, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm not, like, I'm not surprised by Snoop Dogg playing the Super Bowl. Like, you know, because he is, he is, (laughs) he is such a chameleon, dude. Like, he has reinvented himself so many times. Like, the, him and Kevin Hart on the Olympics, that shit was genius. Yeah, that was glorious, right? And then he just like also go do, does a show with Martha Stewart. Like it's it's like a crazy like thing that he's figured out. Um, so I can't be mad. Uh, Kendrick, I feel is going to get like three minutes. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> Kendrick is the, cl- the only the, he's a little too black for this shit. He gets so gonna, He's going to show up in a police car. And they're going to arrest him and take him out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Like even though it's a prop police car, cops will just magically appear and this fucking drag him away.
0: Which is and, and it's weird for Kendrick too, just because like I don't know, man. I I, I do feel like the Super Bowl is a little. And I know like there's no selling out anymore, right? We all have to get the bag, but the Super Bowl for Kendrick is a little bit of selling out.
1: And like, it's like
0: and, and, and not like monetarily. I think just like culturally.
1: He doesn't need it. I'm I'm surprised at like I'm surprised at most of them, right? I could definitely imagine the Eminem who wants to put on his fucking dad feather in his cap. I could imagine even like Mary J. Blige who just you know she's a performer, performer. But like Dre and a fucking Kendrick, just seems like why? Like it's yeah. Like I feel that their their reputations kind of supersede the Super Bowl. It Feels like almost they're like slumming it if that makes any word sense.
0: Well, and that's the thing too. It's like it, it's 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 so funny just because Kendrick, I feel, will be like. Most people will probably be like, "Who is that guy?" Yeah. Oh, this new high artist Kendrick Lamar. Like, I, yeah. I it's like a it's it doesn't really mesh with, um, just like the aesthetic of Kendrick Lamar, right? And and I think that's the thing that kind of bugs me about the Kendrick conclusion. It's just like the NFL as an institution it should be what Kendrick is fighting against. Um, so that kind of bugs me. Everybody else, like, look. I'm not surprised by Mary but Mary J. Blige right? Like <laughs> Get the bag, Mary. Get the bag. You know? Get the bag, Mary. She out here like, on Netflix
1: movies, trying she's trying to she try to, to get out for retirement, man.
0: Yeah, like like Snoop is always gonna get the bag. Like as long as you write he's like the Samuel L. Jackson of music. You know, like <laughs> as long as you write him a check. <laughs> or like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> as long as you write him a check, like he'll show up. He'll be there. <laughs> You know, and I guess Dre. I don't know, like, like you know, I guess it's in California, so Dre's just kind of like, hey, yo, I'm, I'm like right down the street, you know. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know.
1: <laughs> I had a terrifying thought actually. You know why Kendrick is there though? If you really had to think about it, because everybody else is old. Like, like that's their parents' music. Like they had a they had to throw in one, they had to throw in one fucking combo breaker, mm. and Kendrick is probably the only one where. That you know, that eighteen to forty-five demographic that they kind of grew up on, because you could make a weird argument that like Snoop, you know, Mary J. Blige to a certain extent, maybe she kind of crossed over a little bit more, but these are their parents' music. True, true. And, and, and
0: you know, it's going to be like Kendrick and Olivia Rodrigo or something like that. Like, it's, oh
1: I, I, God, I, oh no, <laughs> don't put that, don't take rebuke that, or rebuke that, don't put that. In <laughs> Look, the
0: ether. Kendrick has a song with Taylor Swift. So it could be Taylor. Shit. It Shit. could be Taylor. Damn it. <laughs> the worst timeline. <laughs> the worst timeline. Kendrick got Bills to pay too, man. <laughs> Dang. Uh, yeah, I I, I I, mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I I, have been actively boycotting the NFL for a long time. Although, I'll, somehow, I'll watch the Super Bowl, which. <laughs>
1: it's hard to don't, escape. Don't judge just... me.
0: Don't judge I'll... me.
1: I watch it for the and this is gonna sound weird. It's just like I it's, it's like it's like every Playboy for the articles. I watch Super Bowl for the commercials. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's,
0: you know, like like I I I am literally like oh who's who's playing this year? I'm I'm I'm, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> you know like I don't know like a housewife from New Jersey who's playing this year in the big game? <laughs> you know the footballs. Um. <laughs> so I mean I guess I'll watch. Look I. I I do have to say, like, this is kind of progress. Yeah, you know, and I'm using air quotes that the, the audience can't see progress. You know, like maybe,
1: Ka- maybe Kendrick will bring out Kaepernick. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I don't want him to bring out Kaepernick though. They could, they could I, come I out don't... there. He Kaepernick <laughs> could tap dance. They could they could have like you know the BLM montage like. <laughs>
0: It's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like the, what's it, like Lil Baby at the um, at the MTV Awards, or whatever. It's, it's gonna be like, it, it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> poverty porn. You the, know, the George, black p- struggle porn.
1: They're gonna have a whole bunch of dancers there with like George Floyd masks dancing, you know what I'm saying, doing pure <laughs> waves on stage. Uh, <laughs> the more I think about it, the worse. The worse. I was kind of geeked up, but the more I'm just like, oh, like you're right, it's just like. This there's so many ways it could go terribly bad it's, you know oof.
0: the only thing I will say is that maybe with Kendrick to this lineup maybe this means that there'll be new Kendrick music
1: oh you know it's I feel like it's you know? it's it's I, honestly I hate to say it I think that's it 100% I think that if you're going to make any bet about a Kendrick Lamar album it's going to come out Fucking February, I don't know, late January, whenever whenever the whenever it's scheduled this year, but or next year I should say, that's when it's coming out. There's no reason yeah. he would show up there. He's, he's gonna maximize it. Like you said, he's got bills to pay. You know, the Super Bowl audience isn't necessarily gonna be the ones to go out there and do it, but I will not be surprised at like, you know, midnight, you know, going into that Monday morning, suddenly there's a new Kendrick drop. That's the only reason why to do it, honestly.
0: True. Yeah. True.
1: Yay, capitalism. Yay. <laughs> And on that note, let's uh, what else we have? Let's talk about let's talk about uh, new music. New music, new things that we actually care about. New artists, new people doing things that out there playing Super Bowl, selling out. You know what I'm saying? Doing doing sucking in time for the man, lining Jay Z's pockets, Rockefeller,
0: sh- lining Roger Goodell's pockets.
1: Oh, true, true, true. You hey, know, very true. Uh I guess I'll start first as I started the whole riffing off on of it off of it. Um long story short, me and Stone are huge Sons of Kemits fans. We've we we praised them. Uh, great trio, great jazz trio. The leader of the band, Mr. Hutchins, has another band called The Comet Is Coming. So if the Comet Is Coming, is still jazz, but in this case he's hooked up with um there's a more of a synthesizer element to it more electronic um still very jazzy but also a little experimental so we put that to the side so you know i'm out here in the blogging streets you know what i'm saying hanging out you know in vice offices you know you know doing lines of coke drinking four loco like 2008 you know eight you know listening to i guess reading pitchfork i don't know what i'm doing but anyway <laughs> long story on, your, on your blackberry <laughs> i'm a Black, my blackberry <laughs> wearing my beat-up converse but uh Long story short, I kept hearing about a record by a group called Soccer96 called Dopamine, right? So basically, I saw the album cover. It looks kind of cheesy. It's got like a guy jumping up screening an axe. And, you know, I heard blah, 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 electronica. So I'm like, oh, this looks, looks like terrible tech now. So I ignored it. But people kept recommending it to me. I gave it a listen. And I'm like, oh, no, I was completely wrong. So going back to the Mr. Hutchins' album, um, this is the collaborator he has in The Comet is Coming. So, obviously, its synth bass is two professional electronic musicians, but it definitely leans more towards the jazz, the crop rock, the trip-hop side of things. It is a really well-made record. I kind of, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I kind of feel bad for hitting on it a little bit early for very superficial reasons, but it kind of goes pretty hard. And, uh, you know, it's something where... There's a lot of great ideas here where even though it's slight genre shifts where it's like, you know, one song might be a little bit more trip hoppery, one song might have a lot of little drum breaks going on to it, one song might be almost, let's say, a little portish head moody type of thing, but it just kind of goes from beginning to end and I would highly recommend it. And like, you know, don't judge the book by its cover like I did. So that's my fucking pick. Word, word.
0: Uh, so my my pick for this week is uh artist by the name of Gene Dawson. Um I kind of randomly got recommended this artist uh, cuz I just went down the, the algorithm wor- wormhole. Um and basically what like it's it's really interesting I've been tracking a lot of artists who are kind of like in this genre, right? Where it's just like you know they're listening to say like Uzi Vert, or like they're listening to you know, like, like, kind of all of this melding of like um hip hop and say like pop, or, like punk or indie rock and th- things like that. But you know, Uzi Vert is kind of like it's all the melodies, but all like everything is like a weights, right? Um, and it's you know, there's this whole sub right now of people who are like, I, I want to bring that energy. I want to bring that hip hop energy, but I'm going to play guitar. I want to like be in a band. I want to do it like indie old school, like garage band style. And that's kind of what you have with like uh, with Dean Dawson. Uh, it's just like a really interesting kind of meld of your garage rock because it does sound well, his second album, Pixel Bath, like makes it's definitely you could tell it was in the studio. Um, and his previous album called Bad Sports is a little bit more garagey, um, but it's basically like you know your trap hip hop cadences, which is really interesting. You know, he talks about like his his dad was a gang member. You know, it's just like this lot of like talk about that and like gang ties, and it's kind of like this this kind of you know rock hip-hop mashup that you know has always been around like this is not anything new but it's just like to me in this era is very refreshing um and it's definitely something that um it's a reinvention of some of the things that have have already happened we've always had these intersections between like you know rock and hip-hop you know, from like Body Count to Rage Against the Machine to even you know Limp Bizkit and and Corn, right? Like, like there's always they're always been kind of like side by side because Bruh. we
1: somebody was playing Rockbox on fucking outside of my street. I, I got so happy.
0: Were yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they've always been like side by side because they in the real world, like like people are listening to those those two tracks like simultaneously you know, like those genres simultaneously, right? So. um so yeah, like like Gene Dawson, I believe grew up in like El Paso, Texas. Um, half black, half Mexican. Um, you know, and kind of also too, there's like a lot of like Spanish influences there, um, as well, which is really interesting. Um and it's, just, it's, it's kind of a cool album. It's kind of a really cool kind of like like I said, like like garage rock album. Um, you know, he's got Aesop Rocky on his lead single, which is you know, it was a really good get. Um, he's opening up for Brock Hampton, so I, I, I feel like the the dude's dude stars on the rise. Um, so yeah, like check it out. Like the, the two albums one's called uh Bad Sports, and the other is called Pixel Bath. Pixel Bath um, is
1: great, I heard it, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just like a really interesting, cool, like refreshing thing. Like, if you want to be in that hip hop lane, but you, you need some different energy, like, I, I would highly suggest it.
1: Awesome, 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 yeah, shouts to him, you know, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's. I, I think that, long story short, before we kind of go, and kind of, to, to kind of bring this together with the pitchfork, you know, what's kind of great about this current era is the fact of where there's so much great music coming out from everywhere, so it's really hard to hate on anything, really, because it's a, 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 it's a smorgasbord of choices out there, so, you know, props.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, that's about it for me and Stone. We're gonna head back into our McLarens, right back into our posh mansions, you know, uh, upstate New York, you know, chilling, you know, out there flexing, you know, flexing for the gram, Look at the apt to do. <laughs> I,
0: I I I also live in my
1: McLaren. <laughs> that's all I can afford. I'm I'm, I'm a McLaren homeless. <laughs> All I do is go in there with my little Target towel and just kind of rub myself The sleeve and just wrap it up. <laughs> it's the only thing that loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. But on that note, y'all stay safe, stay maxed up. The, the Delta's still out here, still, still grabbing people. Careful, careful out there. You know what I'm saying? Get faxed up. You know if you haven't, you know it's it's clear. You know don't don't, don't listen to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the NBA Ooh. has
0: like something in common with Trump Brothers, and I just never, you know, it's, was not we, that wasn't on the, the bingo board.
1: So. We had flat earthers though. It was it was it was a, it. Yeah, that's a, true. A, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. It's,
0: it's,
1: it's, it was it was kind of we, we 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 wanted to deny it, but it was in, it was in the cards.
0: Yeah, true that. True that.
1: <laughs> anyway, we're signing off. We love y'all. Peace.
0: Peace.